ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Up comes Fowler, strikes towards goal, sends the keeper the wrong way. She blazed that ball home, Mary Fowler. Hit it with venom. The keeper went the wrong way, but she wouldn't have stopped it if she'd set off last week. That penalty against France, well, it continued Australia's growing love affair with Mary Fowler. And regular round ball fans have been banging this drum for some time. It's like your friend who finally listens to that new record you told them about months ago. Yeah, Fowler's Wicked, We Told You. Well, right now, if Mary was a song, Australia has it on repeat. Today we're going inside the Tillies camp to understand the making of Mary, how she's dealing with this newfound fame, and how high she might soar at this World Cup and beyond. Is this young woman going to be the face of the Matildas' next generation? Hey, what about this one? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Alicia Ferguson, a.k.a. she's a former Matilda. She has been embedded with the current team for the last year or so. She's actually the side's head of delegation, a.k.a. chief of vibes. She knows a thing or two about the Matildas. Ish, we've asked you to come on today to help us understand the phenom that is Mary Fowler. I suspect she's one of the players you are most asked about. What do you tell people when they ask you, what's Mary Fowler like? (laughs) She is just... This calm and confident and really well-balanced individual. I think, you know, incredible talent. She's very mature. She's mature. I mean, she's got the experience. She's playing professional football in Manchester City. But she's just got this this air of grace, doesn't she? She floats across the pitch. And I think everyone is witnessing that now, which is pretty special. I want to get into how she's dealing with this tournament. But first, I want to understand where she has come from. Heritage and upbringing, it informs her as a player and a person. You know, Her dad's Irish, mum's from PNG, raised in North mm. Queensland. Apparently, they didn't even own a TV growing up. It was about nature. What role do you think all of that played in shaping her as a player and person? I think it's a huge role. The whole Fowler family are so close and tightly knit. Even if my family isn't right next to me, they're there with me the whole way, you know, and... My, my family often makes visits to me and, and my brother and, and father live with me for some time. So they're very much there with me and, and they're my biggest support, my support for, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. Uh, as youngsters, they used to have the Fowler Olympics, so they're always competitive against each other. My mother made a mini Olympics so that we could compete with each other for like medals and stuff. But they've just got this closeness and you just... It's a real warmth amongst the family and a real love that they've got. And look, I'm the youngest of five and I have a really close relationship with my siblings and I can see that with the Fowler sibling, the Fowler five, as I've got their Instagram crowd. All of that, that really humble upbringing just for the love of the game, for the love of the family, and that's what you actually see. What you see on the pitch is exactly, Mary, what you see off the pitch and what you get off the pitch as well. I've heard her talk about looking up during moments of on-field tension, that it kind of grounds her to the moment, connects her with nature. When I'm doing art or when I'm in the nature, I'm kind of in a state of almost zen. Like I I kind of can forget about everything else that's going on around me. Um, So it definitely helps me find balance. And for some, I think that they might see it as a bit of a hippie vibe, but do you get the sense that she operates quite differently in some regards and it's kind of part of the magic? 
She's unique. I think, you know, people have this perception of what sports people are like, big personalities, like like to get amongst things and all the rest of it. And and I had the pleasure of, of actually spending some time with Mary throughout filming the Disney docuseries. And she was in Montpellier at that stage. And she just has, she's very artistic. She's very creative. Um, I'm really into art and creative kind of thing. Yeah, so cool. I, when I have spare time, I try to, you know, try something new if it's like play or painting I really am into that kind of yeah, stuff yeah you know she's quite happy to spend time with herself and I think again it's just it is it's that very calm approach to her football and I must also say and I do keep hitting this um, point home is that this team and and the whole team including the staff and everyone has really tried to make sure that they all focus inside the circle this is Tony's big thing that we are a circle it's very family orientated and we need to focus inside and just try and deflect all the outside noise. And as positive and as amazing as the energy has been, I'm being within the camp and seeing how much of a positive impact that has had on this team. I just see, you know, it's worked, particularly a home World Cup when there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of people that want to take up your time. And that can be very emotionally and mentally draining. Yeah, that weight of expectation, it can, by definition, weigh you down. What are you seeing from Mary in camp and how she's handling what is a massive career moment as all of Australia zeroes in on her and this squad? I think the beauty of this team is we're seeing the product of these players being professional athletes. Part of the reason for going to Man City is that I'm going to be surrounded by players that simply put, they're better than me, you know. I have so much to, to learn from them, even in the aspects of my game that are good. Mm. They can always be better because I'm going into an environment that's, you know, faster and it's, you know, people are you know, going to be pushing you in ways that you haven't been pushed before. So. Yes, the sense of occasion is very big for them. But they've got this sense of occasion in their everyday lives now as professional athletes. They're playing in front of big crowds. They're playing under pressure, incredible amounts of pressure. And also what they're doing is they're playing on a Sunday, they're playing on a Wednesday, then they're playing on a Sunday again. So the turnaround and where how they can reset mentally and just refocus after a big win to go and focus on the next game is the true sign of a professional athlete because that's what you have to do. You have to remove the emotion from it and you have to become very process-orientated and that's exactly what I'm seeing with this team. Just with Mary Fowler, I think fans can often understand intrinsically when they see a star that they're seeing a star, but maybe they don't have the language or the acumen from a footballing perspective to articulate the why. You know, can you, as one of the experts, as someone who's played for the Matildas, tell me why, what and why makes her so special from an on field perspective? I think not just her football intelligence, which is just innate within Mary. I think it's also her fluidity of movement. Towards Mary Fowler. Fowler cuts in field, then tries to play a ball back again towards Caitlin Ford. Ford takes the ball in towards the end of the box. One on one with the keeper. Ford slides it home. And Australia take the lead. Out of nothing, Mary Fowler sends Caitlin Ford away. She bursts down. When you actually see Mary, and, and some people compare it to, you know, something like a ballerina with a ball at her feet, and I see that, you know, her ability to change direction, and it doesn't look like it's a sharp movement. She flows from one side to the other. She moves the ball from one foot to the other. As a defender, when you're trying to defend, it's difficult. It's difficult because she can do that in tight spaces, and also she can then burst into those bigger spaces where she can use her pace and use her power. She's unique. She can use both feet. And boy, you say, you know, I'm right-footed. I can kick with my left. But Mary Fowler can shoot equally as well with her left or right foot. And I believe, I think she took a penalty with her right foot the other night. 
Fowler against Doodle. You don't save those. Generally, you know, you see her score goals with her left foot as well. And I think that's an incredible ability and that's natural talent. And, you know, it's great to, to see her making such a huge impact on this tournament. Between her and Katrina Gorry, they're covering incredible amounts of distance. She's still so young, but she's experienced. This is where it's it's difficult to differentiate between the age and the experience because she's in a high-performance environment, Manchester City, where she has to work day in, day out. For me, if I'm going to play my best football, I want to be in an environment where it's going to push me. And so I knew that I, I wanted to end up in Europe and it was just a matter of time. Yeah, that development aspect of it is fascinating. I mean, I believe she was the youngest player of any team at the last Women's World Cup, age 16. And it's wild to think she's only 20. Is there a sense, do you have a sense, that Mary is the next star to carry this team into the future to you know really be the face of the Matildas? I mean, it, it has to be someone at some point and it feels as though Mary has all the star on-field and off-field capabilities. Yeah, she's pretty special, isn't she? And yes, I absolutely, I think from where her background, where her heritage is from as well, you know, with that, with that grounding, with her strong family unit, and even just Mary has this also, I love, like when you get, when you hear a Mary Fowler, when you get her properly giggling, it's like, it's infectious. Oh, of course you think that. (laughs) It is absolutely infectious. You know, she plays with a smile on her face. She does it for the love of the game. She just, and I don't want to make this seem like it's not important, but, you know, it's just the simplicity. It's just the love of football and the simplicity of how she approaches the game, which I actually love. And I think that's what makes her just such a unique talent. It's fantastic. We've gotten a little bit deep on this podcast, but let's let's finish with something a little bit light and a little bit almost surface level, the gloves. And I think fans can find idiosyncrasies attractive, and it's the cat burglar gloves for me. I mean, she's, she's stolen her hearts with them. For those who don't know, why is she wearing the gloves? She's wearing the gloves, so she has a tendency to fidget. So usually during training, she'll wear a fidget ring or some jewellery on her fingers where that just keeps her occupied. I honestly just wear gloves because I get really fidgety. So usually I train with a ring on, but if it's cold, I wear gloves and I can't wear a ring in a match. So I usually wear gloves. And look, a lot of players have their superstitions, whether it's, you know, the same sports bra, putting on your left boot first, putting on your right shin pad, the same shin pads, all that kind of stuff. And whatever makes you comfortable to be able to, to block out all the other distractions and just focus on the game at hand. And again, back to focusing on the process. And that's why she wears the gloves. Hopefully that process, the gloves, etc. it all leads to another Matilda's victory. Ish, thanks so much for taking the time to break down the phenomenon that is Mary Fowler. Thanks, Snacky. Headlines. And just staying with the Matildas, they've trained in Sydney ahead of their clash with the Lionesses. Sam Kerr was reportedly particularly sprightly. Will she start? It's the never-ending question, and we don't have an exact answer. Here's coach Tony Gustafson on her chances. She pushed through more minutes than we hoped for, to be honest. Uh, One of the reasons why we kept her on the bench was that we were uncertain how many minutes she had coming back from that calf injury, but also the limited training minutes she had. The way she pushed through was fantastic and impressive, both from a mental and physical aspect. She recovered well. Uh, She trained today, uh, so she's available. It'll be a... 
a meeting tonight again to see again the best starting eleven and best finishing eleven and whether we plan for ninety minutes or plan for an extra time. In AFL, power coach Ken Hinckley has signed a two-year contract extension at Port Adelaide. The club said they'd make a call in August, and here we are, mid-August, and they did it. Unheard of. The SA club sit third with two games still to play in the home and away season. It's retirement season in both footy coats. Jack Rewalt is the latest big name to announce he will hang up the boots this season. The 34-year-old triple premiership winner has 786 goals across 346 games so far. Tavita Pangai Jr., the 27-year-old Canterbury Bulldogs enforcer in the NRL who bolted into Brad Fittler's origin team before being dropped, will retire. He's going to take up boxing. And sports journalists love the term feeding frenzy when there's a big talent who's off contract. But it does feel somewhat apt for Bronco star Payne Haas. News Corp has reported that 16 NRL clubs have expressed interest in his services, as well as an overseas rugby club and even super rugby team, the Western Force. Watch this space. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Just a heads up, if you want more Mary Fowler goodness, get across Sam Lewis's excellent profile from ABC Sport Online. The link is in the show notes. It's well worth a read. Thanks to Disney Plus and Optus Sport for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.